Our reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 53, uh, verses 1 to 12. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked. And with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence. Nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him. And to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering. He will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Amen. The cross is truly an amazing thing. What other piece of wood do you know that has been idolized by history that represents so much tragedy but at the same time offers unending hope to so many. People have done different things with the cross down the years, despised it, burned it, gold-plated it, rejected it, and even trashed it. In fact, history has done everything it can possibly think of to the cross, everything that is apart from ignore it. That's the one thing the cross One option the cross doesn't offer. You can't ignore the cross. You can't ignore the two bits of wood nailed together that suspend the greatest claim in history. A carpenter crucified for claiming to be God on earth. 
But what we do with the cross makes all the difference. You might be able to identify with what people in the crowd that day did. There were people who were forced to the cross. Simon, the man forced to carry the cross, was one such person, forced to be part of what unfolded that day with no choice. He was a local believer, a religious guy who knew that God would send us a Messiah, send us a saviour, but send us a cross. Who wants to be the one who carries a cross for someone? Who wants to carry it for anyone, never mind the Son of God? You might feel a bit like Simon, forced to the cross, forced to confront everything that it means with no option. But you know, out of everyone, he was the one who got closest to the cross that day but was unchanged by it. That wooden beam of God's love was on his very back, but we don't hear about what happened to him afterwards. We don't hear him running back to tell his wife about what had happened. And I suppose he could have done it, might not have been recorded, but he can be forced to the cross but unchanged by it. But there were other groups of people there that day. There will have been all sorts of different people. The stuffy, the strict, the simple. There will have been people from different types of backgrounds, but who all had one thing in common. They needed a saviour, but perhaps they didn't realise it was him they were about to crucify. There were people who were so close to the cross, but a little bit indifferent to it. And sometimes we find ourselves part of that crowd, We might be like the soldiers who play games at the cross, unaware of the significance of their actions. We might be like the crowd in general, just going along with things, going through the motions, not really aware of the significance of what's going on. Maybe we were once close to the cross, but now we're not really taking it in. And at other times, we might be like the religious leaders, too educated, too proud, too self-sufficient and self-righteous to have God who created the whole world hanging on a cross instead of us. And all those people, well, they're at the cross through chance, whereas there are other people who are there through choice, a choice that we can all make. Because at the foot of the cross, you can be forgiven through the cross. No one we've mentioned so far was really changed by the cross, But here we have people who not only have a hope for life now, but a hope for the future. In this group, we find people who understand the significance of the cross. And we find anyone and everyone, and the most unlikely of candidates. You see, God so loved the whole world that he sent his only son to die for them and to die for us. We live in a world that places so much value on appearance and performance, We live in a world where everyone judges everyone else. But as far as God is concerned, everyone matters. And in this group, we find the criminal who turned to Jesus and who Jesus assured would be with him in paradise. We find the Roman soldier who said, truly, this is the son of God. And as horrific as Jesus's death was, as horrid as the beatings that he had to endure, he did it for us and sometimes we're a bit uncomfortable with that we don't like the whole being saved by grace thing 
It's difficult for people to accept. But listen to it this way. On the cross, God treated Jesus as if he lived your life so that he could treat you as if you lived his. God on the cross, the creator being sacrificed for creation. God convincing man once and for all that anyone and everyone can be forgiven through the cross. And you know there are people in this world who don't know that. There are people who are entirely oblivious to the hope that the cross offers. And I think it was the Telegraph, it was a mainstream newspaper at least, that a few years ago said this. And it's Easter, not Christmas, that makes Christianity such a radical religion. In a world where we're invited to worship strength and power, the symbol of churchgoers is a man on a cross. Defeated, despised, rejected. The story of the passion and the resurrection is one of pain as well as of joy. The worst suffering before the greatest jubilation. If you're not a believer, there's no story which has more to say about the hope and despair of being human. If you are, it's the most important event in history. The cross happened. It was the most important event in all of history. Jesus died for us. He died for us all. And we know that, but some people don't. So we need to offer them that hope. Let's be amazed by what Jesus did on the cross. Let's make the cross visible to people who don't yet recognise it. People need to see the cross and see the difference it could make to them. And we need to live a life that's proof of the transforming nature of the cross. I want to end with a quote from a guy called George MacLeod, who was the founder of the Iona community. Um, And he said, I simply argue that the cross should be raised again at the centre of the marketplace, as well as the steeple of the church. I'm recovering the claim that Jesus was not crucified in a cathedral between two candles, but on a cross between two thieves, on a town garbage heap, at a crossroad of politics so cosmopolitan that they had to write his title in Hebrew and in Latin and in Greek. And it's that kind of place where cynics talk smut and thieves curse and soldiers gamble because that is where he died and that is what he died about. And it's that where Christ's followers ought to be and what church ought to be about. So our lives ought to raise the cross in the everyday situations we find ourselves in. Jesus came to live and die on this fragile earth. He came to die in our place. He came to make a difference in the dark corners of this world, to change about the rough situations that we see around us every day. This forgotten, fragile world can be forgiven at the cross, but we need to share that hope with them. Amen. We're going to close our service by singing um, number 2434, Loved Before the Dawn of Time. Let's stand to sing. Thank you.